1-800-215-0500. That's the phone number to pass you into the Metal Mouth Studios right here on the far south side of Chicago. Talk about anything you want as long as you keep it metal. That's right, I'm Neil Winnell on the far south side of Chicago. This is the uncensored, internet-only, all-talk edition of Metal Mouth on the East Coast. My co-host, Japan Nick. Nick, how are you tonight? Doing well and excited to have uh, LA's Dismantle on tonight. I remember uh, getting into those guys back in 2009, so it's awesome to uh, do an interview with them. Right, right. Just uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Waiting for them to call in, and I think that might be them there. So, uh, anything you want to get to before we get to uh, our guest? Oh uh, no, no. I mean, uh, when they get on, let's just have them announce their names and what position they play. All right. Well, I think they're on now. Um, am I on? Am I on? <laughs> yeah, you're yes, on. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, hey, how's it going, guys? It's going good. It's going so, well. Uh, um. Can you tell me your name and also the position you play in Dismantle? Yeah, I'm Frank Reaper. I play guitars and lead. Awesome. Are any of the other members of your band on tonight? Unfortunately, we just played a show last night, so everybody kind of is, you know. You now it is when you just finish playing, you know, everybody's kind of knocked out. So. Right, right, right. It's a holiday, too. Probably a lot of parties yeah. going on this afternoon. Right. We, party, we party really long this weekend, man. I guarantee, like, I mean, even at a show, yes, we're just so beat from the partying that we took place on Friday and Saturday. So, yeah, Monday was just, uh, you know. Right. Can't say much about oh, yeah. it. But... Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll start. I'll, I'll represent for all of them. You know, I'll let you, I'll, I'll speak for the band. All right, cool. Can you tell me? All the names of the other members of your band and what position they play? It's uh, it's Adam Warrior. He plays bass and he does vocals. It's Alberto Garris. He he's rhythm guitar, and you got Enrique Nefario on drums. Uh, excellent. Now, your new album uh, that's coming out soon, Journey Through the Dark, has all the songs from your demo, Welcome to L.A., in addition to five new songs. Are these all new recordings, or are you just taking the recordings from the Welcome to L.A. demo and just immediately transferring all those files over to the new album? Yeah, well, what we're trying to do, um, Welcome to L.A. was was the EP we released uh, last year. So what we were trying to do is, uh, we were trying to do two parts, kind of a two-part thing. But we did that, and then we were trying to do The Journey to the Dark, which is another five-song EP. But our plan was, after we were done doing both records, we were going to join them up together to give you kind of like a full length, but it would be both EPs in one, you know? Right, right. Okay, excellent. It will come out to like 11 tracks, uh, both EPs. It's not really a full length. It's just kind of a a combined uh, recording, I guess you would say. Uh Right, okay. Now, can you speak about... um... Wait, Neil, what what were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying it's the two EPs put together. Yeah, two EPs. Okay. Now, for the Journey Through the Dark EP, can you tell us about some of the songs on that? Because everybody knows about the Welcome to L.A. songs by now, but the Journey Through the Dark, like, not too many people know about those songs, and 
we only heard uh, Rise of the Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, right now we're, we're still um, we're still making some adjustments to it, um, so the other songs aren't ready. We will, we'll probably let them out this week. Uh, we're probably going to do another digital download. Just, uh, I mean, that's the only way we're, we're that's the only way we figure we could release them right now. I have, um, but um, the songs, I guess, uh, they're, they're going a different approach to uh, uh, kind of opposite of Welcome to LA. It goes more into the the style of what we were used to doing. Um, I mean. It's just basically trying to keep improving the band, I guess you would say. We're we're fast on this next one, but we're not always 100% fast. There's stuff that's so fast, and then it just tempos drop. That's what we're trying to do with this one. Um, Are you saying you're kind of going back to the uh, Satanic Force days? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the mentality was uh, try to bring back that kind of uh, the idea of before we left off and like enter the forbidden we were trying to start that up again but more evolved i guess i would say your song rise of the dark phoenix was this meant to symbolize anything because that's the only song uh that's online right now uh, the phoenix is basically just trying to take us in a different path you know with lyrics we're trying to evolve in lyrics not just so much do what we what we've done in the past with the dark stuff, we're just trying to, uh, I mean, we're trying to incorporate that in the new stuff, but more evolved. Um, I kind of wanted to go into different types of topics rather than just satanic this, satanic that. I just wanted to try to evolve my lyrics, you know? So that's what basically what the song symbolizes. this evolution to be? Like, if you're not going to be talking about satanic stuff, what do you want to be talking about besides that? I mean, there's a little bit of it, but it's it's going more into, I mean, in the EP before, we kind of introduced more of a, like, real-life kind of topics into the songs. So we're trying to go more in that direction with, uh, I mean, just basically trying to get lyrics that are more relative to what people go through and uh, kind of using the dark elements in how people live try to extract that and put them into a song, you know? So that's what we're trying to do now. Keep going in that direction. There was another song that you released to YouTube, but you, you took it down recently. Can you take, or can you speak about that song as well? Yeah, it was called The Snow Dust. Um, <laughs> snow Dust as in, it's, it's kind of a term we use for a little candy, little nose candy that's flying around. <laughs> And right, in the, right, right. In, in the past, in the previous albums, I've done songs like Illusions and Black Widow OG, which is based on certain things, certain substances people take to enhance their experience mm. on this earth. So uh, okay. I, I felt like I wanted to keep doing that because uh, I mean, we, these songs are the ones that people kind of light up when we play. So I wanted to do another type of song like that. Um, and, but we, we took it down just so um, so we can, you know, just let Phoenix kind of have a shot at being a single for a while. I was, uh, I've been listening to that new single you released. I thought the production was a lot better on there. Is that going to be the overall vibe on the entire album? Yeah, I mean, whatever you, whatever you hear, uh, whatever you hear uh, on that, it's pretty much what the other songs are going to sound like. I mean, 
with the exception of, of the tempos, but uh, the quality on it is going to be the same. Right, right, all right, cool, cool. What about any tours? Do you have any tours coming up? No, I mean, that's the thing. That's been the topic of the whole month. Like, when is when are we going to tour? When are we going to tour? I mean, we're still trying to figure that out, but, uh, you know, we've just pretty right. much just been playing locally, you know? Yeah, it'd be nice to see you get across the country and come out this way to Chicago and then farther out of the east. Yeah, I know. I think it's time. I think the band's already reached that level where it's time to get out. Right, right. Who did you use uh, to produce um, the Welcome to L.A. and the uh, Journey Through the Dark EPs? Uh, we, went to a, we went to a buddy of ours up in where we stayed at there's there's a recording studio where we stayed at uh we just used some 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 studio we just wanted to wherever we could record five songs you know for a good price that was the whole that was the whole shindig on that one what is it like being like <clears throat> an underground band in LA and trying to actually record like music for like an EP or an <clears throat> full line? I mean just being a band period I that that whole thing when you were a kid and they told you stay in school starts making more sense when you're in a when you're an underground band you know <laughs> <laughs> but uh I mean just with anything I mean whether it be recording or merch when you're an underground band you got it comes out of your pocket you know very rarely mm-hmm. do you see what the other guys see I mean I'll go I'll, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this of the music so I'll, I'll go to shows not just play there's a lot of guys that you see they'll play and then they'll go home and then they'll come out when they have to play again for me, it's me and the guys. We'll actually attend these shows and we'll see the other guys, uh, what they're doing, how their merch is set up. There's a little bit of part of me that them with like merch all over the place, and we show up with a couple of shirts, you know. I know their albums and their the production is really high and really intense, and we got to figure out how we're gonna try to match that as an underground band, you know. Mm-hmm. As an underground band, how do you handle um, getting people to make your merchandise? Um, I pretty much just contact whoever I can and whoever because you know that's how. And then I'll ask them if they could like. Make- In the past, you've gotten Ed Repka and Halsey Cost to do your cover art. Tell me about the Journey Through the Dark cover. I think on the EPs we didn't want to do the full length type of thing where we released the big cover, the whole, the whole, the whole thing. We wanted to kind of uh, try doing the something different where it was. I mean, we're big fans of punk too, so we always saw that they would do the covers on their own. So we kind of found some people that would kind of guide us into making those type of covers. That, that's how I always envisioned EPs, you know, with with the kind of do-it-yourself album covers. Right. Yeah, so that's that was the difference between the the full lengths and the EPs. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Can't break it up. Yeah. I don't know if everybody's familiar with the concept, but to us it looks it looks normal, you know. <laughs> right, right. What did you use like as inspiration to do the cover art for Journey Through the Dark? Um, well pretty much I mean if you see the cover it's just a big black chunk of taking the whole photo and then there's like pieces breaking off which meaning that's what you're trying to see the whole concept of the journey through the dark is uh you know you're trying to find answers to 
I get satanic thing, which is cool. But what if, you know, what if you can be that, the good guy, you know, why not? Why not give it a shot? That's what we're trying to embed in that record. What if you could be the good guy, you know? Speaking about that, um, like, right now, a big issue going on up in Canada is this $425 tariff for band members and roadies. Do you look at this as affecting a lot of your contemporaries? And what can be done about this? I, I, I saw something like that, and I saw it on the Internet, too. I read the whole thing. I, I, I mean, the music business, I've always questioned it, even since I was a kid and just listening to it. You got to I mean, <laughs> charging charging bands who are, who are barely even getting paid just to, <laughs> like, you know, it's, I mean, and here in L.A., we got some, something similar to that where you have to pay, pay to play venues. So, I mean, yeah, we've I could like Yeah, I mean, it's, I could imagine how, I mean, what goes through these people's minds when they think of these ideas? Like, oh, it's, let's try to charge them more, even though they're not even making any money. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're always going to do stuff like this. I mean, the music is a business at the end of the day. They got to come out with their pockets full. I mean, here in LA, you get venues shutting down all the time so I could I, you know I could see why they would do something like that I mean it's, it's all money man it's, at the end of the day anything in life you know it's you know you gotta pay to see a movie you, you know you gotta pay for the popcorn they overcharge you for the popcorn same thing with music right. you know they overcharge you for the drinks they overcharge you for the Band merch. I mean, those bands will sell you their teachers for $25. I mean, you know, you got to yeah, think about it like that. I mean, <laughs> it's a business, you know. They got to do what they got to do. Frank, can you tell me about some of the venues in the L.A. area that are friendly towards black thrashers like yourself? Um, there's a lot. There's a place called The Joint that I played there a lot this year, and a lot of bands have been playing there. Uh, um, there's a couple of spots. The Vex, we just finished playing there last night. I've I've seen a lot of shows there coming. And um, I mean, there's there's a couple of other spots, but it, they're just not coming to my head. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, the sound, I mean, for a lot of these places is pretty much like whatever. It's pretty dead, pretty punky kind of sound. Um, there's not many venues left in LA that are actually really high equipped with the high tech sound um a lot of places are really dry right now so it's kind of you know frank what is the title journey through the dark supposed to mean like was this like a message or statement you wanted to have or um basically i mean it'll make more sense when you hear the whole thing right now as far as i can tell you um there's a lyric in one of the songs that says guide me into the light on my journey through the dark mainly saying like you know, you hear a lot of uh, satanic bands, they'll, they'll go their whole career hating on God and telling them this and that, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, in our records, I never attacked God. I never, I always kind of felt like our band was the horror type of band. We told stories. We, like, if you see Evil Dead, you don't, you don't, you don't take killing seriously. You just, you enjoy the, the show, basically. And that's what I. Right. Those were the records. Those were the records I always wanted to write. So, like you see me writing songs about 
the old school horror movies like The Exorcist and all that because I enjoyed watching the show. It was an it was entertainment to me. That's what I wanted the records to be. I wanted the first record to be a something you something that annoyed you, but at the same time you loved it. Like you hear on the first record, Adam screaming all the freaking time, his lungs mm-hmm. out on every song, and 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 some people have told me there's a, there's parts of it where they're like ah you know, but that's the expression I want to see. I want you to get that expression. Same thing with this new one. Uh, uh, I want to get that expression from people, but. At the same time, I don't want to fall into the category where people are thinking I'm sacrificing God and all that, which I never, I never talked about doing that. I kind of told you stories about people doing that. Like I said, demons are burning the churches. Now I'm, you know, basically what, what I'm trying to say is on this new one, uh, it talks about um, what if, like, you know, someone who's 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 trying, basically. If I stood in front of God and I told him, "Hey man, why why'd you kind of like abandon me?" You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to make right. I'm trying to ask him the question, and that's what it is. You know, I'm trying to exit the the darkness and go into the light. But uh, I mean, once you hear the record, it'll probably make more sense. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, you've kept your lineup solid since your Metal Force demo from last year. What types of changes have you made to older songs of yours? with a second guitarist. Um yeah, you were we were playing as a three piece so I had to uh some songs I have to add rhythm in the background cuz uh, the whole lead thing just didn't come didn't come through. Uh we tried to remake some of the songs more towards like Welcome to LA and uh just basically give them new life, you know. We try to slow down some tempos, raise raise up but basically, we we try to keep it the same, um, just just try to re reinvent the song, you know, in cer- certain ways, you know. Okay, <laughs> Frank, what yeah. type of qualities do you like to see in a well-trained producer? Um, just basically, how like, I mean, if this is whatever whatever he he has to offer to the table, and that it could improve the song. That's my favorite part um, about meeting new producers. Uh, if he's just going to sit on the board and press record, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for someone who can help me with my structure. I've even worked with producers before that have actually helped me change certain ways of help me change certain certain fingering, certain positions, certain solos, and that's what I kind of like to look. Someone who could bring something to the table and not just press record, you know? That's what type of equipment was used to make the uh, Journey Through the Dark demo? As far as the guitars or as far as the recording? Um, recording and guitars. I mean, we pretty much used the same equipment we used on Welcome to LA as far as instruments went, basic uh, half stacks with the whole drums and all that stuff. But recording, we pretty much went through some... Uh, we tried to do uh, whatever whatever he has is whatever we use, you know, whatever the, whoever, we, we try to just uh, try to aim for a certain type of sound that we hear on a record, and we try to kind of emulate it with whatever is going on right now. So if I say I, I'll listen to a, an old 80s record, I want to get that, I want to get that feel of the 80s record, and I want to get the production of a record from today. So I, I try to mix both of those, and I try to talk to the engineer to try to aim for that, so... 
That's how he goes about using his equipment. What song on this EP took the most takes to get done? Uh, it's a song called uh, Trapped in Eternal Warfare. Um, it's an it's an eight minute song, so it took us a, it took us a while to to try to figure out how we were gonna how we were gonna do that the whole segment because uh, I wanted to bring back some of the some of the feels like a song like Extra Sixty Rights. I wanted to bring back a feel that we had on there, but expand it to a longer time. So uh, so that's why it took long. It took us like a, a couple of tries to actually try to. There's a lot of time changes on it. So it, when you hear it, you'll see you're like, oh, it, this this song must have been a nightmare. But yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was fun to record, though. What was like the lyrical subject in that song? Basically, a man that goes to war, and he comes back, and he still sees the images in his head. You know, you. I I've always envisioned someone. That stuff doesn't. That stuff just doesn't go away. So. Right. The lyric, and uh, that's basically where I got to journey to the dark. Uh, I mean, murder is murder. I don't, I don't care if it's war, if it's someone on the street, you kill somebody. And the, I mean, in the Bible it says you got to answer to God. So that's what I was trying to, to speak about. That this guy who, who was trying to do good comes back from war. And, you know, he still has to answer for those sins that he did, you know, so that's what that's what that song's going to be about. Can you throw out some lyrics from it? I'm sorry? Could you uh, throw out some of the lyrics from that song? Uh, it says, it says on, on the slow part, it breaks down, it says, Bless me, Father, for all my sins. Guide me through the darkness, away from the abyss. And then there's a part, and, and the second verse that goes, uh, Father, please don't leave me. Never let me go. I see the path to heaven, but the doors are closed. Yeah, pretty much. Damn. That's a little preview. <laughs> That's okay. intense, man. Now, when do you expect to release that song onto the Internet? Uh, I plan to do, a, I mean, remember, I, I'm pretty sure you were there when I released uh, Welcome to L.A., I did the whole yeah. thing on digital download. I plan to do the same thing for this one, and then after that, I plan to try to get them printed. I've already talked to a couple people, and I'm just trying to see who's going to be the right person to to release DPs because I do want to put them both. But uh, if not, we'll probably self-release another one like the demos. But um, but for sure, digital download it'll be done this week. Now, are you in any talks with Area Death Productions? From China, uh, I've talked to them. I've, I've I've mentioned something about it. Um, I'm not sure if they they, they want to release this. I mean, the thing is, uh, with a lot of people, they that I've, I've been talking to right now with different labels, they want to release a dismantle full length. The EPs don't really attract them, uh, especially because I've been doing them free. So they don't they don't see much benefit from the EPs and the covers. They don't want to. They want to get one of those fancy covers like I did in the in the other stuff. Um, right now, I mean, anytime I talk to anybody about dismantle releasing something, everybody just wants the full length. If, if I give them the full length, they'll release it. But as far as uh, EPs, <laughs> it's, just, it's another story, you know. 
And and when can we when can we expect the full length? Um, we've been talking about it. We've been talking about the full length since we did the demo, um, yeah. the Metal Force demo. But um, uh, I don't. I mean, see, I just with 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 albums, it's a whole different story. You know, you have to kind of figure out how you're going to keep people interested for an hour or 30 minutes or 40 minutes, however long the album's going to be. With with EPs, right. it's much simpler because it's not a lot of songs. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I right now the way the the music is with the with the way the world is. I mean, I'm starting to feel like people are only into singles now. I don't think people like actually listen to albums anymore. I think people right. feel like their time is is wasting, so they're not gonna sit there for 30 minutes and listen to an album. You know. Huh. So uh, that's probably I don't know, why I like have the... You know. What were you gonna say, Nick? I'm sorry. I just feel like that's just the way it is with pop music like Demi Lovato or something like that. Like metal, it, let's be honest, metal, metal has gone back into the underground and there needs yeah. to be people that can actually bring it back up into the mainstream again. But yeah. don't, I mean, don't take advice from people that are promoting like somebody that was on the Disney Channel years ago. No, but it's the same <laughs> with people. I mean, I'll talk to people about like bands like Priest and they'll only hear like, they only talk about like the first couple of songs that were like from the 80s and then I try to talk to them about the album um, and they'll, they'll, they'll just kind of like zone out it's like it's the same way everywhere you know people work the same it's just you know right. there's, uh, there's still a pretty strong metal underground now. oh let's see where you guys are where you guys are from do you guys think there's a lot of people that go to the shows uh, I think honestly it's a bit of a war getting people to the shows I mean, it's it's it a real is. struggle. You know, and you know why it is? It's because they're not willing to sit there and watch. You know, if if if, if something was interesting to you, you're gonna go there and you're gonna watch it till it's over. If I were to see, let's say, uh, a movie like Evil Dead, I went. They remade it. I went there and I went. I sat and I saw the whole thing. You you give that to people, something they want to watch, they're gonna go. But you know, when it comes to a band that they're not familiar with, they're not gonna go and sit there and waste their time. You know, you're gonna have good bands on the package. Yeah, I mean, but even some of the uh, some of the old timers, like a lot of them, are starting to lose their their magic. You know, there's a lot, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've seen I've seen shows like uh, for some of the old old school thrash bands that some of them don't even like they do good, but just, you know, it's just like a lot of people are already kind of like nodding their heads, like oh, I want to get I'm gonna get out of here, I'm gonna get out of here. You know, <laughs> I mean. Uh, that's just the way it is, you know, people, you need to, I don't know how people work, but their attention span just gets really, you know. On that note, can you speak about the Metal Invictus barbecue show you played at yes, at yesterday? It, it was cool. I mean, I played with the guys from Witch Haven, Exmortis. It was cool to, to be uh, back-to-back with these bands. Um it, it was it was a good turnout. The crowd was good. It, it was really hot, so a lot of people complained about the heat, um, which is another thing that I'm like, dude, you came to a show, you were so. Yeah, it was an indoor it was an indoor show, but mostly everybody stood outdoors <laughs> just because of the of the of the heat. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it, it was it was a good turnout, though. It was it, the the bands were pretty cool. There was there was a lot of good bands. Yeah. Good crowd. Yeah, it was a good crowd. Um, we went on really early. We went on like at seven, 
and uh, that's we're always used to playing like later, like at ten, eleven. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just seven. <laughs> sometimes you have to throw in the. Sometimes you gotta get thrown in the, in the in the early times, you know, especially when it's like fifteen bands. What were some of the highlights of last night? Um, we played the new material. For us, it was just playing the new material. Um, we played the the two songs we we talked about earlier. Um, it was cool because, uh, you know, we ha- we haven't played new songs in a long time, so that always like kind of puffs me up to see the reaction on people when we bring in something new. You know. What do you feel like were the best three or four songs you played out of your entire set last night? Probably the two new ones, and uh, we 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 played a, a song called Crib Sacrifice" for the first time, and like it's been like two or three years since we played that one. So we kept satanic force days, right? Yeah, yeah, we we had him. We we're still catching up on. We were probably like we need like two more songs from Satanic Force, so we finally know the whole thing as a four piece. But uh, we 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 get asked sometimes. We'll go to shows and people will ask us about certain songs. And uh, for a while, there was a song called Seven Storm. That's on the first record. Everybody kept telling us, why are you going to play this one? It was for, you know, some people still have the, the demo that we released before Satanic Force. So there's a song, the, the, the opening song is Seven Storm. And a lot of people actually like that demo more than they do the albums. I mean, I've heard that a lot. Because uh, it was more, I'm, I'm, I know, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm more into demos sometimes than I am into albums. Some people are just uh-huh. like that, you know. Um, but, is it uh, like sound quality, or is it what I'm sorry? The sound out, the quality of the sound. I mean, sometimes the demos are a little bit more raw. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, there's there's a de- even like like I look up to a band like Destruction, and I like the demo prior to Sentence of Death than the right. actual Sentence of Death. I thought the performance was a little bit better on the. It's just yeah, it's just, uh, it's just the way it's, it's all taste, you know. It's all it's, it's oh, all preference, yeah. you know. What are some important concerts for your band that are coming up in the next couple of weeks and months? Um, since we took off uh, some time to the studio, I haven't really began to try to book shows for us. Um, right now we are trying to get out on tour. We're trying to figure that out because I'm kind of we've. we've We've overplayed LA. I, th- I think every time we play LA, it's always a good show. But uh, we're trying to get out now. We're trying to like say, okay, we did LA. Let's go. Let's go out there. So, so right now we're trying to focus on how we're gonna get out. You know? So I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what what. I mean, I'm not sure yet if we're gonna we're gonna be playing as often in LA right now, just because we are trying to focus on getting out. What are you thinking now? The Bay Area, Portland, and Seattle are some big goals? I've been to Portland before. I've been to Texas. I've been to San Diego. I've been to a couple of spots around, but uh, I want to actually try to do it as a full tour. I've, I've done it where I would go out on a weekend and I would play and then come back the following day. Um, but I want to try to see if we can like just be on the road. I think we've been preparing for that for a while. We've been trying to say, let's get out there, you know? Well, when that happens, make sure you come to Chicago. You're going to go over good here. Yeah, man. I mean, like, you know, it's it's just tough right now for a lot of bands, you know. Especially, you know, the thing is, man, you guys got to understand that. You see a lot of bands, that, especially underground right now, that lose members. They'll lose somebody due to the money mm-hmm. problems, you know. And, I mean, right. you got stuff. 
you got stuff like, uh, I mean, I've seen some bands even in the LA area that just dropped, and they were they were gonna they were on their way to doing good things too. But you know, once those bills hit, man, hey, you know, no, what can you do? So, and then you got people in Canada trying to add more bills onto your onto your you know to your table. It, it just it gets staggering. Huh. Like at the end of the day, some people question if it's really worth it or not. I mean, you love playing. Everybody loves playing, but. At the end of the day, you gotta take care of you gotta take care of your stuff, you know. I know where you're coming from, there. You know that's that's the problem with music. I mean, I, I talk to a lot of old timers, and they'll tell me back in the days they used to get paid to play, like, you know, mm-hmm. and and the, the shows always went good. I mean, you you it's not as I mean the. the it's it's a good it's good that the spirits are still there, but is it as good as it was? You got a question on that, and how long are you gonna uh-huh. be able to to sustain the band? You know that that mm-hmm. stuff comes into question all the time. You know when when these people you were talking to said they got paid to play at these shows, like what years are you talking about? Probably like the eighties, and I think even like up to like the nineties. I've heard I've heard oh. stories about. I've heard stories about like 80s, 70s, 90s. Any, if you were to play anything, whether it be a small venue or a big venue, you were getting your, you were getting, you would charge to play, you know. Right. You're paid for. You're the entertainment. I think that's that's one thing that a lot of uh, music has lost nowadays. It's the part, the entertainment part. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, now the venue wants to charge the band. You know? Pay to play, dude. I, I still never understood that concept, you know. No, but, who you benefits? Know, they, they got, the they're promoter. getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Frank, typically, like, how many merch, I mean, how many, like, uh, drinks does the average band get? when they're playing around, like, L.A. or something like that. You don't need to name drop the venues. I'm just wondering, like, do any of these bands that are playing these clubs get any free drinks, or is it, like, comes out uh, nah. of, like, what they were going to pay the, you? From the places, the places I've played, probably one or two, maybe four four drinks if, if you're lucky. But usually they'll give you a, they'll give you one ticket per band, and uh, that's how they, that's how they, that's how they bribe you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then you, you. The thing is, bro. I mean, um, I mean, you, I don't, I don't get why people aren't catching up to this. I've seen a lot of documentaries, like the decline of Western civilization, where they talk about the, the problems that happened in, in their time and all that. I don't know why people haven't caught on to the, to the problems that we're going through right now. I mean, a lot of us, believe it or not, I mean. We're playing free even last night. I could, pretty much half of the bands that were on there, we all played for free. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you got to think about it. You're playing for free to a crowd that's kind of like nodding their heads. You're not getting any money. You got to put in. You got to. You're actually losing money because you got to pay for what gas. You know, and gas what is. What was that? Are you stuff? selling? Are you selling any merch at the shows? You know, any CDs. I mean, sometimes I, I will, right now, I mean, and right now what we're doing is we're just kind of not even selling them because I see a lot of the guys, they'll go and they'll probably sell one or two shirts. I mean, right now people aren't even buying money so tight. I mean, mm-hmm. That's you know, I mean, a, a place, you guys are looking around, 
and you get you're gonna tell me you're not kind of you know clinging at the sound of you're gonna get twenty dollars to somebody for a t-shirt you're probably gonna wear once in a while <laughs> Frank, what is some merch you guys have for sale right now and how can people obtain it we have the the ritual the dead shirts we're about to get the black widow shirts printed um and we have the the, the original cds that we released with the area death stuff we have some of those we sell those um i mean pretty much if you contact me online through email or through the through whatever what is it facebook um i pretty much that's how i've been selling whatever i've, I've sold from the band um I just I, I just feel like a scumbag sometimes since since we're the guys running it. I feel like a scumbag telling people here buy my stuff. <laughs> you know, I I I I mean I I try to give it out for free. There's certain things I can't give out for free just because, you know, some of them are not easy to 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 reproduce. But whatever I could give out for free, I have I've I've been known to give out the records and the patches and all that for free at shows. But you know whatever I could, I try to give out. But, you know, I was uh, I was told by uh, Jacob, he's a singer from a, a Chicago band called Pink Champion. He says he always felt the music should be free. He'll give you all the music on the Internet for free. But if you want an actual physical copy that you can take home and look at while you're listening to the music, the booklet, all of that, he's got that for sale. He'll sell you that. So, yeah, I wouldn't feel like a scumbag. Yeah, I mean... You know, I, that, that's a good point. Yeah, it's getting style. harder. You know, it's getting harder. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. I guess you just got to keep at it, and hopefully it'll get easier. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm already four records in. I mean, I've, I I feel like I've, I've already done more than than a lot of the other guys. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. and I've been I hope I've been progressing. I feel like I have. <laughs> You know, but you know, but you know, with this, I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen. If people are going to catch on to what I'm doing, or how long I can keep going. But yeah, you know, definitely at the end of the day, you do have to make the buck. You know. Awesome. I guess, I guess, finishing things up. What are the various forms of social media the band Dismantle uses? I mean. You can look us up on the Facebook. If you go on Google and put in Dismantle Satanic Force, I know we come up right away. And you could just look us up on YouTube and all that stuff. Dismantle Force at YouTube, whatever. Um, the thing is, man, I mean, I'm trying to stay away from the from the online stuff already. I'm kind of, I want to go back. To, I wish I wish I could go back to trading. I, I, I've tried I've to talk to bands about trading stuff to people if you guys want to trade me anything. I wish we could go back to that because, I mean, right now what everybody does is they send links. They send links. That's the thing right now. We're going to link link my music and, you know, uh, you know I'll, I'll play it. I mean, that's why I don't even try to promote the Internet anymore. I, I, screw the Internet, man. Fuck that shit. I want to <laughs> go back to I, I want to go back to doing it the old school way. I'll send you something. You send me something. And cool man will be friends forever. <laughs> you ever make your own flyers for the shows you play at? Yeah, I have done it. I mean, the last one we were spraying them out like crazy because they gave us a big old chunk of flyers. I feel like that does get people to come more than just posting the flyer up on the internet. 
I feel like the physical copy actually makes people like kind of, especially the flyers, the cool looking flyer. Right. I mean, like I said, man, if the internet were to go down, I probably wouldn't have a problem with it, you know. I feel bad for the kids, though. I feel bad for the new kids that are always on the fucking phones, you know. I'll go to the mall right. or something, and, and there'll be a kid walking on his phone, no eye contact anymore, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you go to dinner with somebody, and they're on their phones constantly playing games, right. checking up their statuses. I'm like, bro, come on. We'll be at the movies, we'll be at the movies and there'll be some guy texting the whole movie to his friend. Oh, guess what Superman did? Uh-huh. Guess what? <laughs> oh, man, come on, guy. <laughs> Damn. Yes, it's well, pretty the much way it is. You know, don't ever make a movie. I, I don't. Where's our Western civilization? You know, where's where's our movie? You know, right. you're living it, man. You're living yeah. it, but nobody gets to see it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but it's it's all good, man. I'll keep going as long as I can, and uh, I'm, you know, you guys keep doing it too. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. <laughs>